Ah. <laughs> You're getting old, Justin. I just like, cracked my neck and it like reverberated all the way down to my butt. We heard it. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to the All Things MSP podcast. I'm your host, Justin Escar, along with my OG host, Mr. Eric Anthony. Eric, how are you doing today? Today, I'm doing great. Now, next week, when I maybe have jury duty, I don't know. We'll, we'll see about that one. Also, the fact that we're like 12 podcasts ahead means that people are going to be hearing us after you're back from jury duty. Then they're going to hear you're going on jury duty. And then they're going to think they're in an episode of Doctor Who and get really confused by everything. That's okay. What's time? Time is relative. Time, no, time is not a straight line. My favorite line, by the way, from any movie of all time, there's a movie called Tag. It's a really bad movie, but... There's a scene where they're like, synchronize your watches, and they're all figuring it out. And uh, uh, one of the characters goes, time is a construct, and just walks away. Greatest line. Love it. <laughs> Such a throwaway, but it works perfectly, and it fits perfectly here. Speaking of fitting perfectly here, we have an amazing guest today, Ms. Esther Deutsch from RCS. Got the letters right. We're coming in, and uh, uh, we're bringing her in today. What's up, Esther? How are you? Hey, so good to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. Though these come out on Tuesdays. So again, <laughs> tiny wimey wibbly wobbly. <laughs> you know, we'll we'll get used to this podcast thing after a hundred or two hundred episodes. Yeah. If you don't know where you are right now or what day it is, it's a day that probably ends in the letter Y. There you go. So, Esther, we bring you on. Uh, Esther, you are a master networker, and I wanted to talk to you today a little bit about that. Um, we've connected on LinkedIn. We're in a couple of uh, networking groups. But before we jump in, why don't you just tell the audience who may not know you, just like, you know, two, three lines, who are you, what is RCS, and uh, why should we? Why should they all listen to you when it comes to networking? Sure. I'm not sure they should all listen to me, but if they're going to, um, I'll share a little bit. So I, my background is in social work, actually. I've been blessed to found a couple of not-for-profit organizations when I was very young and learned through <laughs> on the job how to manage, how to build community, and how to sort of move others in a certain direction and elevate people. And that's one of my passions in life. So fast forward, I have been working here with RCS Professional Services. We're an IT it's called MSP, Managed Service Provider. So we help other organizations with their IT, tech, cybersecurity, and infrastructure. And it's been nine beautiful years here so far with RCS. This next month is actually my RCS anniversary. So it's been a long journey. I started out actually in the procurement side of the house and have since moved around quite a few times and I'm constantly in motion, which I love, and have been able to help them uh, grow a lot infrastructure wise, but also, as you mentioned, with partnership, building strong partnerships and being involved in the community. So community building is what I see as a common thread between all the different places I've been and coming from the not-for-profit world into profit. That's the thread for me. And I believe it's applicable to every environment and industry, regardless of whether it's profit or for, or if it's not for profit or profit. So That's awesome. I didn't know you were doing the nonprofit stuff. We'll talk about that later, but let's talk about today that community building and that networking, right? So why is it important for MSP owners to do networking? And for the record, because I know y'all are listening and going, networking, I do networking. 
We're not talking about that kind of networking, yo. We're not talking about firewalls and like Ethernet cables and running patches. We're talking about like human to human interaction here. <laughs> uh, I actually have a, a, a t-shirt on our funny t-shirt store that says I'm here for the networking and it's just a bunch of pictures of Ethernet cables, but I digress. So why why <laughs> why should MSP owners be networking beyond let's say just like their client, right? Because obviously a lot of MSP owners are going to be talking to their clients, um, especially the owners of those businesses, and they may consider that networking, but we're talking about going beyond that, right? We're talking about like joining networking groups or coming into meetings, becoming parts of the, for example, All Things MSP Facebook group, uh, facebook.com slash group slash All Things MSP. Uh, so why should people be, or at least, uh, especially the owners of these MSPs, why should they be networking? What is that, what is that going to do for them? So I could talk about the benefits all day long. Um, some that I'll just mention that are the biggest, it's twofold. It's number one, the way to lead the most fulfilling life, which I think many of us care about our future and our life. And it's also the quickest and I wouldn't say quickest, the ease, the best and most effective way to grow your business. So I believe that good people should be successful. And I believe networking is the way to do that. And you can both, I like to think you could have it all so you can be profitable and do good for others. So you really, it, it, it speaks to the people who want to do right for the world and it speaks to the people who want to be profitable and those who want to do both, which I like to think I am. So, so it's just yeah, a few good reasons. Are. Yeah, you definitely are. <laughs> Thank you. So what, all right, so I'm a new MSP owner. I'm like, yeah, I want to network. What do I do? a great question. So there are a lot of resources out there. I happen to run a group that's free that anybody can join that. This is a whole other topic, but I invite all MSPs. I think, Justin, that might even be where we met. So case in point, um, I'm not 100% sure, but I think so, that we don't see competition as competition. We see, we see collaboration instead. And it's something that I can't stress enough in life, but also in, especially in the MSP world, it's amazing. I'm part of, this is another area where we do community, but we manage and run a couple of different peer groups for MSPs just from around the world. And it's amazing how we each are learning MSP concepts, but the application looks entirely different. And we literally share things. We share resources, we share HR docs, we share process information. And we do that because it makes us all stronger. And not only through what we share, but through the friendships that I've created with the people in these groups, some of my closest friends, we've all grown. So we can all go further together. You know, the saying, if you want to go, if you want to go quick, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. It's one of my favorites. I think about it all the time because it's true. There's enough room in the market for everybody. And why don't we each help lift each other up and help each other get there quicker than go at it at our own. So I'm also somebody who has a very hard time delegating by nature. And I learned very early, especially in my not-for-profit years, that I was able to make an impact, but it was much smaller than the impact I could make if I could bring other people along in my vision and uh, enable them to help me reach my goal. So it's something I'm still working on because I struggle with it naturally, but I do see the value, and I would share that with people, that there's so much more value in spreading your mission and getting more people on board. So because I hear a lot of you know MSP owners who don't want to hire, don't want to go into the operational side of things. I think that's been a very interesting dichotomy and something for me to see of a lot of great techs trying to run a business. It's almost like in the social work world where I come from, you see a lot of people with big hearts and a lot of social service orientation, 
that don't that are running uh, not for profits and don't necessarily have the same operational acumen or business skills that they need to run a business, which unfortunately, unfortunately, they really are or should be. So I, t- I talk about this all the time because that's what I saw in the not for profit world. And then the profit world I saw was missing some of that HR people type of lens where, you know, we're really we're, we're working in technology, but we're working with people first and all the technology in the world isn't as good, isn't good if you don't have the right people leveraging it in the right way. So that's sort of what we do as MSPs and tell me if you see otherwise, but that's how I see it. So it's mind blowing and it's no, also I, great because we don't, yeah. Good. I was going to, I completely, I a hundred percent agree with you. Right. So for like on the Mac side of things, there's a great community, the Mac admin Slack, there's like 70,000 Mac admins and they're all sharing information all day long. Right. Uh, whether you're, an, an Apple consultant as an MSP or, you know, internal IT or whatever it is. So like those communities really do matter. And also I, I, I definitely, and Eric and I have had conversations about this before about ag- agree with you, the techs who don't have the business acumen, right. Trying to run a business because they fail to remember that like, you know, and I said this before many a times publicly, like if you learn the greatest next terminal commands, doesn't make you a better tech, doesn't make you a better business owner. You're not going to get client. You're not going to sell a client on your services by being like, you know what I can do in terminal grip? Like no one cares. No one cares. Um, I don't know. Eric, what do you think? So I think you're absolutely right. I mean, we talk about this a lot, you know, it kind of, you know, I'm going to mention my favorite book again, the E-Myth by Michael Gerber. Um, You know, that's exactly what he's talking about. He's talking about a technician. When he's talking about a technician, he's talking about a specialist in a certain area of you know, expertise, whether it's a plumber, whether it's an IT technician, whether it's a social worker, whether it's, you know, somebody who does something else, but has a technical expertise in that area or, or training, you have to step out of that role and learn from others on how to, you know, do the other things in a business. You can't just do the things that you've been trained to do. You have to step out of that and learn the HR and the processes and the operations and the finances and all of those things. And for us who are IT technicians, one of the easiest ways to do that is to go out and talk to other business owners who have started in the same place we were at and had to overcome that as well. You could learn it or you can get people who know how to do it and have them buy into your mission and help you get there again further together. But Justin, I just, I don't think I answered your question about where they should start because I went off on a tangent about our group. I was going- No, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Okay. (laughs) Our entire podcast is just tangents. There's literally like, we're like the multiverse of podcasts. There's no, there's no real (laughs) podcast. It's just a bunch of tangents. Love it. I was going to offer our networking group as a as a place where people can begin their networking journey if they need, but there's also yeah, many it. other like GitHub resources. I was going to suggest Google Facebook groups. There's a million ways to network there. There's a lot of groups on LinkedIn. You could go to Meetup. You could go to Happy Neighborhood Project. They have networking groups free virtually all over the world. So there's always ways to network. You just have to be interested and look for them. Right. And there's groups, I mean, you have your Facebook groups, you have LinkedIn groups of all the same types. Um, I think part of I think part of it is you need to be dedicated to being involved in it, right? Because like it's one thing to just be a member of a Facebook group or a LinkedIn group, but unless you're actively doing anything in it, 
it's just more noise. Like I, I can't tell you the number of LinkedIn groups I'm a part of. It's really funny because like I get a connection request from some random person. They're like, you're in the On Startups Community 401 group. And I was like, I'm in that? I had no idea because I've never interacted with that one ever, right? Um, so, uh, you know, find the, find the like-minded groups that work for you and, and be involved with them. Ask questions. Like, I know that a lot of us fear asking questions because we don't want to seem dumb, I guess, right? But like, we were all dumb once. Like, like we didn't all just, like, we're, none of us were born innately with this knowledge, right? And so to come in and say, like, hey, how do I do this thing, whether it's technical, operations, management, whatever, like, be okay asking it. And then, and we've talked about this before, Eric, like, be nice and answer the person's question the right way. Don't lead them down some, like, horrid path. I, I just, the one thing I hate about those kind of groups is the... Like somebody asks a question and everyone just like crap posts in response as opposed to like helping the person, right? Which you don't get with in-person networking, which I think is hilarious. Like, I don't think I've ever been in like an in-person meetup and someone's like, you know, I'm having a real tough time with my XYZ. And everyone's like, that thing sucks. Like that's never happened in person. I don't know why we think that the internet is okay to do it with, but I don't know. So be it. It's because they never think they're actually going to see that person in person. But that brings up a great point. What about networking at live events? What's the difference between, or how do we leverage networking online versus networking in person? And, and do you have some advice as to the best ways to leverage both? Sure. I think you're, you're actually could have a great advantage networking, um, you know, in cyberspace because you could, you have an opportunity to do hit more people in a quicker because you're not having to travel to them. So that's the first thing. I would also say that one of the things I do is every time I'm in a networking space and Justin, I love that you said that, you know, you showing up is nothing. I, I have talks and talks about this because I say, I always say, I'll say it all the time and half the people won't do it, but it's amazing to me how many people show up to events and then there's no follow-up or preparation. And it's, to me, it's like, don't waste your time at the event. Just don't come to the event because the magic really happens after the event. It's like, you know, you're, you're, it's like when you go to the gym and then you burn fat after the workout, it's not in necessarily in the gym that the magic happens. So the magic is in the follow-up and I'll take time after every event to reach out at the very least to every single person on the meeting on LinkedIn. And I'll put in the message. So great to meet you at X, Y, Z event, because maybe now you're starting out, but down the line, you're going to have many, many connections and you want to remember where you met them in case you ever revisit and, or for, their, for them so that if they ever reach out to you in three years, you have that immediate connection and commonality because you know where you met, like we should have done. So <laughs> um, so that's something that I do. That's like a really simple tip. But like you said, there's no point in being an event, in my opinion, if you're not going to do anything after, even if that means reach out to one person, one person on the event, because it adds up even one person. But you also made a great point earlier to say that the way to get involved in networking is to commit time to it. Anything you care about, you have to, you can't just set it and forget it. You have to give time to it. You have to nurture it. You have to give attention to it and be mindful of it. So you have to set time. It's, it's time consuming. It's an investment. And I think you have to understand the importance of the investment and be willing to give the time. Not everybody is. So be honest with yourself. And is this something I want to do? And it's not going to reap results right away at least not the way that if you do it right, it's not, it takes a long time. You have to water and you have to stick with it. 
And if you're not going to be able to stick with it, maybe don't embark on the journey because it's, it's just an investment of time for nothing. So. Yeah. And that's probably the hardest part, right? Like I, I, I've fallen into this trap many times. Like I, I went hard on networking starting in January and it's gotten me a couple things. I wouldn't say it's not necessarily got many clients, but it's gotten me a couple things, some new relationships I've built up, people who I can fur to back and forth and things like that. But then all of a sudden now the last couple of weeks have been so busy with work, I've kind of like fallen off of it. And I've realized that like I'm all of that first three months, three and a half months of, of work on it can all just disappear in a heartbeat because like I can't commit that time anymore because of other things. And that's like a really hard thing because I'm not giving up networking to go help a client. That's understandable, right? You're going to have emergencies. But when you give up networking to like sleep late or do something else or, you know, watch Netflix, that's when it becomes a problem. So you do need to put that time in and like, we'll have a, I'm sure we'll have another uh, podcast episode where we're talking about how to use your calendar the right way and, you know, get it on there and get it to this way it's sacred and you always remember to go actually as you and i are both in the uh in this together podcast uh, uh podcast <laughs> in this together networking group which happens tuesdays at 11 o'clock a.m eastern love that group and i've missed the last two because of reasons and now i'm like are they gonna when i go back i'm like are they gonna remember me like it's so that momentum just has to keep going and it's really hard to like keep that keep that up if you keep missing it so Esther, i know we're short on time today but real quick one where can people find you online and two where where can you invite people to to get them started on their networking journey sure so linkedin is the best way to reach out to me um i'm very active on there so you can find me on linkedin our website rcsprofessional.com uh, my website estherdeitch.com uh, we can put the spelling maybe in the comments so people can find me. But LinkedIn's the best way. We're at RCS Pro Services on all social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and a couple others, but it's too many to list. So <laughs> find me there. And then as far as networking, um, as Justin mentioned, join us every Tuesday morning on Zoom in this togetherroundtable.com. Check us out. We have a podcast uh, link there. You could sign up to be on a podcast, host a podcast, and it's free every Tuesday morning, business building and relationship building. That's it. You can come at any stage of your entrepreneurial journey. If you're looking for a job, if you're hiring, if you've made it and you want to give back, or if you're a VC, a VC, anything else, you're welcome. So that's what I would advise. Yeah, it's a good group of people. Uh, pretty large group, but they break it out into smaller groups, which is really good. You always get to learn something. And I've met a lot of really interesting people and actually been able to guest on a lot of podcasts also um, because of that. So that's that's been really awesome. Esther, it's been a pleasure. Eric, any final words for Esther? Uh, just thanks for being here. We really do appreciate it. Networking is one of those things that I think this crowd in particular needs to pay attention to uh, because they need to expand their horizons. And right now, with talent being as hard as it is to acquire, it is, you made a great point, a great way to get that new talent into your business. Thank you so much yeah. for having me. Thank you. That's it for us. Check us out. Facebook.com slash group slash all things MSP. New episodes drop every Tuesday. Go to YouTube.com. Look for Eric Anthony. You'll find him on there. Our uh, videos are there too. That's it for us from all things MSP, the podcast. Bye. That's it. Sorry, guys. There was such a delay. I, I feel like I was talking over you. <laughs> Don't worry about Sorry. it. We'll fix it in... Uh... Okay. Fix it in edit. It was just because I couldn't hear. I think it it.
I answered later than I actually answered. Uh, yeah, but no, no, it was good. It was good. I think um, I watched. What did you have on here recently? Was it Rafi? Mm -mm. I watched mm -mm. somebody in my network on here. Was it Greg? No one, no one from In This Together has been on this show yet. Nope. That's where I heard about it. Somebody that I knew was on. I, I told you them. about it because I I DM'd you during one of the. Well, I know you messaged me, but I saw somebody that I knew. Hmm. I'll go back and look. <laughs> well, it could have been somebody I, I had on the live stream too. Oh, maybe that's what it was. So, mm. are you in the uh, All Things MSP Facebook group? I don't think so. You should join. I'm going to right now. Hold on. I'll, actually, let me check if I am already. 